passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When Ryan's when it's time to begin, it's on the rewind around with John Pollock and waiting the 18 that makes sense of these things we see in the ring every week on TV. It's rewind around for Monday night, download a Tuesday morning from the post wrestling site. It's rewind around for Monday night on USA now on the John and Wade take the mic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rewind a Raw. It's John Pollock and Waiting here on a Monday night coming out of Raw from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, Way. Hey, John. What's up? Uh, not a lot. Yeah, it's another week. Another busy one here at Post Wrestling. Dude, I can never do another commercial-free hour of Raw. It's just terrible. They're um they're not exactly the 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 greatest thing to hear on a show that's already three hours and feels a bit longer than it needs to be. But they snuck it yeah. in too. It's like I saw the tweet come out at like six o'clock tonight, and it was just like, oh, commercial yeah. free. And dude, that by the second hour, I just you you could have given me like a five star classic in the middle of that second hour. I was I was out. I was I was done in the second hour. Were you watching live? I was I was pretty close to live, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's tough because we got finish on time, mm-hmm. and it's like this first hour just totally throws you off. Like I'm used to starting raw like closer to nine o'clock, and this commercial free thing it just totally screws it up for you. It's it, it is a lot, yeah. And you're gonna get some of that, I'm sure, on NXT tomorrow as well. Um, I'm not so upset about that for NXT tomorrow. Like it looks like a, a pretty good card. I don't think I'll feel it as much on Tuesday. Uh, but tonight, dude, it was just by the second hour, it's like nine fifteen, and it just felt like the the worst of the three-hour era. I'm pretty much immune now to the three hours, but tonight just like it was like a baseball bat just hitting me in the face repeatedly, over and over and over again. How do you think the ratings will reflect the uh, the commercial-free hour? Um, I I would think just looking um logically that the open should be stronger than last week, where I think a lot of people were just tuning into the USA network and then having to go find it on sci-fi. And that first segment was terrible. Um, I don't think it's going to be meaningfully larger than last week, but I would say maybe small increase from last week. Like, do we have evidence that being commercial free helps? Um, It's like, like we do know, like there, there is a tune out factor when you don't, when you have the, the, whether it's picture in picture or going flat out to commercials, like there's, there's a dip that's going to pull down your 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 quarter hours. So you take those out. It's you know typically there's going to be exceptions here and there that it's go- it's going to help your number because there's no there's no escape. There's no reason for you to uh, lose your attention on the show. In other theory. than other than burnout, burnout, burnout. is not, not always uh, figured in. But um, I mean the raw pattern and it, and it figured in last week. It's like the second hour is their big hour, and then they. You know, it, it it went up in the first hour. Second hour was the biggest, and then it 
uh, falls back down in hour three. Hmm. Okay. So we'll see. They they did not only the commercial free idea, but then they did this long continuous gauntlet that took up like forty five minutes of that second hour. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll get into all of that. Um, this week, uh, we're not going to go through the entire schedule. It's up on the, the website, uh, but we are going to be doing uh, an Elimination Chamber post-show this Saturday night. We're going to go live at 8 o'clock Eastern this Saturday night. That was the time we uh, we, we came up with, so uh, we'll be on several hours after Elimination Chamber. You can have time to watch it, and then we will go through the show on Saturday night. That will be live for our Double Double Ice Cap and Espresso members of the Post Wrestling Cafe. Uh, but Tuesday night, uh, patrons will get Ask Away, our monthly mailbag show, and you can still get your questions in. So it is last call for questions. You can submit them on the forum at forum.postwrestling.com, and we will be getting to those on Tuesday as we see what everyone has to ask. Uh, no subjects are uh, off limits. Yeah, no questions barred unless we think it's wildly inappropriate then we'll probably skip it or, or dumb dumb we do skip dumb questions or dumb sure yeah uh but most of the like 99 percent of the time we'll just answer it but of course of course that's also in addition to uh the daily news updates which are coming out every single day one o'clock eastern time at youtube or twitter or facebook that's right live every day at one eastern and uh, myself brandon thurston and david bixen fan will be doing a special panel on a thursday uh, chatting about the wwe relationship in saudi arabia uh, looking forward to that discussion that will be thursday at one eastern so again postwrestling.com is where you can get the the lineup of all of our various shows uh dropping on a daily basis up on the site and wherever you listen to your podcasts and of course give the youtube channel a subscribe a thumbs up, share it, spam it to all of your friends. That is the that is the true mark of your faith in post wrestling. Always, yeah. We can always use the extra publicity. So yeah, we thank everybody who does that. Uh, we'll go into uh, these these subjects more on Tuesday's news update, um, but wanted to make mention first of all uh, the passing of former referee uh, Mickey Henson, uh, Mickey J, uh, who's spent time in WCW in WWE as well, uh, passing away at the age of fifty nine. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about him. There is a, a, a story up on the site right now, and uh, another story coming out from Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful Select is that WWE has at least made an overture towards Steve Austin about the potential of doing a match at WrestleMania. Uh, nothing is confirmed, but obviously, um, I think everyone anticipates way Steve Austin being involved in some form or fashion at WrestleMania. But the idea of doing a match, I guess that is now the, the, the subject that has at least been broached. And for all of these years, I mean, you can probably imagine the millions that this guy has turned down over a cumulative basis uh, for comeback matches and when they have needed something big for mania I mean he has he has remained pretty steadfast about not coming back and I guess we, we will see if this is one that there is there is interest it obviously comes down to Steve Austin's side and what he is interested in doing but I, I think we would definitely expect at least a presence at one or both of the nights oh absolutely I mean he's all over the promos it is in Texas. Um, I I think many of us probably would have figured if he was going to be coming back at any point, it probably would have been for one of these Saudi shows. I mean, they got Shawn Michaels back. Uh, the only person really left on that list to stick to a, a retirement has been Steve Austin. 
and um, he hasn't returned yet to any of the Saudi shows, but to return for a WrestleMania in his home state, maybe at, at, we're pushing it towards the last point where he might physically still be able to pull off a professional wrestling match of the standard that he probably prides himself on. We could be talking the time, so it, it could be kind of exciting, and um, we'll see how well this overture went. You know, when I think of overture, I think of like... Um, uh, Bugs Bunny and Tweety, like, you know, overture. Like, did they like sing for him? Did they hire an orchestra? You know what? When when you're at like fifty thousand tickets out for each night at AT and T Stadium, you may very well be going to Texas and and singing on his on his front lawn to come yeah. work one of those nights. I mean, I mean, they've got tickets to push for for these two shows. Like, they've sold a lot of tickets for Mania, but they have a lot still to sell. And when you look at it, if if you are feeling the need to, to fill these stadiums um, on either night. Um, like, wh- where are you looking? And Steve Austin is sort of that that last uh, kind of holy grail when it comes to uh, someone that we can take the biggest name from that that giant peak period for the company to come back and do something. And um, at this moment, do we know if it's one night, two nights? Uh, wh- what do you mean? WrestleMania next year. Oh, for next year. Yo, we're, we're talking about, though, this year's. Um, I thought, okay, yeah, you're right. This year's 38. Sorry, I, I'm getting all my yes. numbers confused. Wow, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge. So, I mean, if this is coming Which together, time? it's... It, uh, I I would that, hate to be one of somebody who bought a ticket to one of these nights hoping for, for Steve Austin and then not getting him. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that would certainly be like if you are someone that wants to buy a ticket to WrestleMania um, and, and this ends up going through. Yeah, you want to be there for the night that he's going to be there uh, rather than just uh, you put this whole thing together and you don't know until the days leading up what night is that match going to be on. It's this, it's this kind of what we talked things. about today. I'm sorry. Up until this point, I thought it was a, a year from now. No, like, how is we're, this we're man talking gonna, about in like six weeks. Is this man in shape to to get ready for a match in a month and a half? Like that's that's crazy. That's a very small amount of time. So 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 Andrew Thompson like dug this up. It was like a great find on his part. Is that like Steve Austin actually like bought a wrestling ring last summer from High Spots that they threw some photos up when he bought it. So he's physically got a ring there on his on his property. Um, hmm. And I mean, we've seen him like physically. He looks great. He's like this is not someone that sure it's it's going to take you. He he has said himself that in theory I could do a match. He he said this a while back, but it would take for him like like a training camp, like a three to four month training camp um, to get ready for something like this. And like if we're just talking and. Like, again, I'm, I'm not saying like how far these talks are, but if we're still in just the discussion phase right now and he has not, you know, committed to this, I would say six weeks. Like, I, I would be very hesitant if if we're not even at a point where he has uh, signed off on on this idea yet that I think he himself would want to give himself months. And I mean, that that could be a case where they have just kept things uh, very quiet. But again, that's just getting into speculation. Well, I mean, that is part of the fun, isn't it? You know, let the speculation begin. Let the match of a dream match opponents begin to, to circulate. You know, who let the wrestlers themselves maybe try to speak up to, to fight for that match now that this news is uh, at least circulating out there on the Internet. So uh, I'm sure we'll but learn what a bit would you more. pitch? What would what would be like the most valuable usage of a 
of a Steve Austin if he says, sure, I'll do I'll do one more match. Well, if you watch the Pat McAfee interview today, I mean, I think everybody would be clamoring for that Goldberg ma- or sorry, a, a Brock Lesnar match, wouldn't they? You know, it's the one match, uh, the big elusive match that um, Austin and never had the one that kind of caused um, the end of of his. Well, I mean, in story, perhaps, you know, you have so much to draw from with with him taking his ball and going home for refusing to do the match with Brock. I mean, Brock is tied up this year. Uh, but if we're, we're strictly talking of everybody on the roster that's available in, in dream match opponents, um, it would be Brock. But I mean, it's also a very physical match. I don't know if I would recommend for somebody of his age. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the roster, that would probably be like the best choice, but it would require blowing up your your major program this year. That seems mm-hmm. like that that would you know just cause you know. Like you're you're leaving Reigns without an opponent, and like that that is what you have been building this whole show towards. Um, but you're you're right. Like that probably is like the most the most lucrative opponent of of what you have got, and and it could be a combination of things. It it could just be hey, it could I, be I'm, anybody, John. Like honestly, if it's Austin coming back, I I think I mean uh, as long as it's not Vince. You know, it's not. I mean, actually, that probably well, you're be right. The it could be anyone, but it's like you you also want to have someone of of substance that it's yeah. it's intriguing. I, I don't think you want to just and I don't think Austin's coming back for just, you know, something that is not special or something that's not of substance, because yeah. if not, you can always do Austin just showing up and destroying the heel uh, that you just do oh. the beer bash with and you don't have to have the whole song and dance of a, of a giant wrestling match. He can just do an appearance and destroy a guy and everyone goes nuts and he does the beer bash. Like that's a given you can do. If it was like a year from now, maybe, maybe Brock would be considered, but I mean, that's also a year older. But, you know, uh, if, if it's somebody in six weeks time, you obviously, I think, want somebody who is a, a great worker, somebody who can potentially carry a man like him to, to a great match up to the standard and somebody who's incredible safe and, and can be trusted with somebody like Steve Austin and I mean you know Kevin Owens is right there he's the guy who does the move he's currently a heel right now and he's a- doing the Texas stuff on, on TV right now totally yeah it almost seems a bit perfect isn't it and almost like they they might already be thinking about it as a backup plan perhaps who knows what's going on but you know he would probably be also the best the other best choice well, uh, on that note, we'll get into tonight's uh, eight-hour edition of Raw that took place from the Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, th- this was notable because being in Indianapolis, that's where Pat McAfee does his show. And yes, Brock Lesnar did a rare media appearance on Monday. I only caught some clips of this. Did you uh, Did you catch a little bit of this? I, I do caught, caught clips, um, and, but I, I, I think I got the gist of, of the vibe. It, it was a very different Brock Lesnar. You know, we've seen in this current run Brock Lesnar come back and, and show a very different side of his personality on camera. And clearly this has extended to his real-life interviews on media outlets as well, including the Pat McAfee show. It just felt like an incredibly different Brock from what we've seen because he was just incredibly – he was just having fun. It just I think he like, really likes likes Pat McAfee as mm-hmm. well, so that that probably helped. Uh, seems to like the show, you know. Seems to be familiar with the vibe and tone of the show, and play like fit in like a regular recur- recurring cast member. He was incredible, wildly entertaining. It was so funny that Pat McAfee was not available Friday to do the SmackDowns because of the Super Bowl, and then tonight, uh, 
you know, WWE's in his hometown, and uh, and it's not his show to do. So maybe, uh, so we got no Pat McAfee tonight, even. Yeah, no McAfee, but I mean, he's a very valued member of this company right now. All over the, I mean, the Super Bowl ad was all him. It was his the voiceover. Yeah, yeah and, and and as his stock grows in in sort of the mainstream um, broadcast landscape, I think the WWE is more than happy to rely on him. So they were at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse on Monday. Uh, for main event, they taped Tommaso Ciampa, who would actually appear on Raw, against T-Bar and Veer versus Apollo Crews. I don't think we even got a Veer promo tonight, did we? I didn't notice. I didn't either, so maybe he's, uh, he's gotten lost again, the patient warrior. I don't, I don't see him debuting until after Mania at this point. Like, Which Mania? Next year's? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see Austin before Veer. Austin could come back before Veer, very yeah. likely. Austin, Austin Mahan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do there. Um, this opening segment. Okay. Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP come out. Go back and watch this because there was this subtle joke. Jimmy Smith was being sarcastic, stating, yeah, you can see the look on his face. He's really worried about this elimination chamber, something to that effect. And Byron Saxton just takes him being literal. He's like, Bobby Lashley has got to know that the days could be numbered for him. And then Jimmy Smith is like realizing he did not get his sarcasm. So he said, Bobby Lashley doesn't seem to have a care in the world. (laughs) That was the most entertaining part of this because we then got like just the worst of the worst of the procession of terrible promos. I thought from everybody here. Uh, Lashley had to do a lot of talking and he's, he's usually pretty good, but I just felt like he was trying to memorize a lot and he had these gaps at, at different points. And there was a lot of dialogue here, nothing of it, of any kind of substance. It was just the most generic stuff here. MVP's going through the odds of Lashley winning, being one in six, and he's got a hundred percent chance because he's almighty. Seth Rollins comes out. God bless the guy. Just does a fucking Seth Rollins diatribe. Riddle comes out in his toga and compares the Elimination Chamber to a big quiz bowl and then goes off about getting locked in a gas station and then the next morning being unlocked and compared that to the chamber. Stupid. Austin Theory is out next and says that uh, apologies are weaknesses and he is going to win the chamber as Vince McMahon's uh, protege. I think he called him Vince McMahon's prodigy, but meant protege. And then AJ Styles is the last one out saying that Theory kisses Vince McMahon's ass. I could be a double champion if I win the U.S. title tonight and on win Saturday. So this was like the, the Comedy Central roast where everyone comes out and cuts their promo. And then the the subject being Bobby Lashley, in this case, he gets the last say at the end. So he gets the microphone. Seth Rollins, if you're such a visionary, then you'd be able to see that you can't beat me for the WWE title. Austin Theory, you're just wet behind the ears. And Theory, like, checked behind his ears. <laughs> Riddle, you just need to come down from the cloud that you're on. AJ Styles, you're not going to have the WrestleMania moment you dreamed of. And now let me address Brock Lesnar. And with that, Brock's music hits, and he comes down in his cowboy hat. He uses Austin Theory as a coat rack to place his sweater and cowboy hat on. Theory then leaps onto his back, flies off, and gets suplexed and takes an F5. And then Austin uh, Theory, while he's laying there, his phone is on the mat. Brock takes the phone 
and takes a selfie with with Austin Theory, and he told he took a very good selfie that appeared on online afterwards. Uh, Brock Lesnar was the only saving grace of this. I thought this was just a dreadful start to the show. I think there's probably a case of Stockholm syndrome for me in that, like, it just feels like the norm, um, and and wasn't necessarily maybe uh, so as aggravating in, in any sort of way because I'm probably so used to it. But I mean, you're absolutely right. It's 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 incredible. It's just another generic sort of video game uh, programming programmable season mode type of opening segment here with pretty generic lines. Really, just a way to visually tell you what to focus on in the match and i felt like you know like the big push was for another interaction between bobby lashley and brock lesnar uh and everybody else will also be there that that is the best some uh the best conclusion of this segment is that it's lashley against brock lesnar and everybody else in this match and that's how they felt mm-hmm. like uh coming out of this Street Profits are in the back. We got highlights of Dolph Ziggler appearing on NXT last week. So Ziggler and Rude against the Street Profits. Uh, Ciampa is on commentary, and he ends up standing up and clapping, mocking Dolph Ziggler, who then gets water thrown on him. And this leads to Rude being distracted in the ring and getting hit with the sky high and from the heavens. And Rude takes the fall in two minutes and 49 seconds. After the match, Ziggler would super kick Ciampa. And then the Profits went after Ziggler, who escaped the ring and uh, evaded the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, a little surprising that we'd even see this level of integration from an NXT star on um wwe tv main roster i mean the last time we had what is it grayson waller i suppose so mm-hmm. this month it's um tomaso champa who um yeah i guess came across okay if you knew who tomaso champa was but uh, i mean if you didn't if, you if not you NXT, this guy is not leaving any kind of impression on you after the show not so much he's just another guy yeah we go to the toga party the and- broga party Sorry, the RK Broga party. I guess it wasn't really an RK Broga party. It was Riddle having a toga party with like a couple friends and a bunch of extras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was really no payoff to this idea that they promoted for a week. Well, I mean, I, I, um, they they were just beaten up. Like, where it was the Alpha they, Academy. No, Randy had no no involvement right. in this at all. But his sure. beatdown would come later. So we have Commander Aziz. Uh, Apollo Crews, Queen Zelina, and Carmella all in togas. Riddle walks in. Vega thinks it's a party for her. And Orton is shown watching this from his locker room, just shaking his head. And he explains to Kevin Patrick he isn't the Broga type of guy. And he has a match to focus on tonight with Seth Rollins. A Twitter poll was taken away. Not for the Toriano Minoru Suzuki match, but instead of fans of whether they believed Kevin Owens is lying about his love for Texas, he professed last week. 60.5% of people voted that Kevin Owens was lying last week. So we go to a promo uh, that Kevin Owens had taped where he admits that he doesn't think he will be in the Elimination Chamber match this Saturday and therefore will not be at WrestleMania this year. I don't know how one uh, adds up to the other. Um, I think Kevin Owens has to realize how these cards work. And that bothers him that he won't be part of WrestleMania. But he won't have to compete in Dallas and brings up this poll where the people in Texas questioned his integrity and called him names. He said, well, last week I was lying, but now I can say that I can't stand Texas, just like Indianapolis. 
I despise Texas. I'm from Maryville, Quebec, with a sophisticated populace. And if <laughs> North and if North America was a human body, Texas would be its ass. As mm-hmm. Kevin Owens uh, paying tribute to the the famous Bret Hart sticking the hose right here in Pittsburgh, the yeah. Enema promo. I mean, in terms of like anatomy, I, I I feel like actually Texas would make a bit more sense, you know. But um, I mean, what a rude, terrible thing to say, of course. You know, the state the state of Texas is wonderful, I'm sure. Um, but this is a, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it all seems to be leading up towards a spot where a Texan will give the the man his comeuppance. I think that that certainly, like at the very least, you can expect. Um you know, so, some kind of uh, physicality that this would be building up to at, at WrestleMania. If it's more, great for WWE. But at the very least, I think you could pay this off with, you know, Owens continually running down Texas up until WrestleMania. And you do this thing where he's not booked on the show and he just crashes the show and just has his hatred for Texas. Totally. Yeah. And they have no shortage of, you know, Texan Hall of Famers that can come in and hit 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 a finisher or a choke slam or a super kick or something like that. Or all of them. Like, would you do it with multiple people? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know what you know what you could do for easy heat? He walks in with a mask on in Texas. Ooh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damian Priest and AJ Styles for the US title. So um uh, this was the old John Kavanaugh saying, uh, "Win or learn." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no they su- say they no say such that, thing as losing. I mean, they say that everywhere, actually. Well, in martial I'm, arts, I'm, I'm isolating one person, but uh, the the idea here was they, they had like a fine match. It was only four and a half minutes, but last week when Priest ran the ropes, he got he ran right into a phenomenal forearm. So this week, when the spot was set up, he held on to the rope when AJ leaped off the the for the phenomenal forearm, and instead Priest used a sunset roll up to catch AJ in four thirty two. Afterwards, they shook hands, and we have to accept that AJ Styles might not be a double champion going into WrestleMania. Mm, yeah, you know, um, I, I think you and I both expected uh, the uh, what is it, Damien, to come out. And- they kind of teased it, like he got upset at the after he went for a pinfall mm-hmm. and AJ kicked out. He had like the the, the face on him, but then uh, it didn't really go anywhere. Right, right. Well, he prevented the Damien from coming out by being able to control his emotions and actually thinking. So I guess this week showing that he doesn't even need Damien to to win his matches for him. Maybe he needs Lily, or maybe he's had therapy. So off screen, perhaps, yeah. Um, or maybe we see we see Damien uh, another point. We went back to therapy with Alexa Bliss. She says that life is good, and she is happy for the first time in a long time. Her wardrobe continues to change week by week, and the therapist, who's never been given a name in all of this, I feel we've seen him too many times to not have a name. He says that she is entitled to a gift. And she says, well, maybe you can turn this music off. And he agrees. And they missed the easiest joke. I was waiting for the therapist to say, Alexa, turn the music off. (laughs) This stuff was just a softball for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the music ends and uh, Alexa did not notice the new suspenseful music that started playing as this guy brings out the remains of Lily and he gives it to Alexa so she can be at peace. 
and then pulls up out the replica version to say, I have an idea. And do we want to just tie these these two segments sure. together? It concludes with the therapist uh, during during that gauntlet match. Uh, he had plenty of time that he stuffed the replica doll with the remains of the original Lily to present to Alexa, who during the gauntlet match went to the mall to buy this new silver studded jacket. And the therapist tells her to never let this Lily out of her sight so that she can live a wonderful life. And she says, sure, and is added to the Elimination Chamber match as the mystery participant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So She's cured. So, so yeah. Um, and thankfully, uh, these segments are finally, you know, run their course and we, we're, we're out of this room. But um, it's, it's this, this is WWE's version of The Room. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So we've we've come after weeks and I, I guess we've seen, you know, Alexa Bliss's somewhat transformation from her fiend gimmick to now something that looks a bit more like the Alexa Bliss of old, but still not entirely the same. You know, her she ends up here with her hair, like with a silver jacket. Her hair is back up and not a lot more color in her face. Uh, personality, I suppose, is is a bit more like the usual. But she she now still carries around the Lily doll as like sort of her Undertaker urn, like a source of power. Is that is that what we're we're led to believe, or is this it's, her her duality gimmick, like her Damian Priest? Like, well, she snap into it in the middle of a some, match someone is at. going to steal this doll, and we are going to find out its effects on Alexa Bliss's ability to live a wonderful life so maybe she could she can also transform we have a lot of transformers now on the roster no we've got excess ip that's what we have oh you're right yeah yeah omos was back uh, for a handicap match with shelton and cedric alexander the remains of the hurt business and they were uh, the remains that were thrown at omos here um they tried to sneak uh, uh, sneak attack him. None of it worked. There was a springboard that was caught when Cedric went for one. Boots down Benjamin and then tree slam on Alexander. This went a minute 27. Omos won. And yeah, it just feels like they, they've kind of um, just kind of stalled down on Omos. Like he wasn't present for several weeks. Um, didn't have as big a impact on the rumble as I was thinking. But maybe mm-hmm. this is uh, heating them up once they get Elimination Chamber out of the way and they do something of note with him because if you're not doing something big with him i I don't know really what purpose he serves yeah i I, at this point i i I get the sense maybe they still think of him as a bit too green for a full featured match at wrestlemania maybe Mm -hmm. he needs another year of seasoning before you know they feel like he's ready for for a spot like that maybe it's SummerSlam. i'm not sure but i think you could at least guarantee that you know somebody like him would 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 have a featured spot in an andre battle royal or something we go to date night with Reggie and Dana. They're out for dinner. And then Tozawa and Tamina show up in disguise. And we just hear to be continued. And there's you can hear Dana in the background just saying, oh, my God, I can't believe my best friend took me here to yeah. Reggie. Yeah. Uh, beer. Uh, they're playing beer pong at the toga party. Kevin Patrick and the Street Profits have arrived and. They want to play Cruz and Aziz as Dawkins drains the ball. This is pretty impressive. He seemed to get it like in one go. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks smooth. Did you play much Co- beer pong? Um, occasionally. It wasn't like a a, a huge thing uh, among my friends, but but sometimes. 
Yeah. No, I, I never did. But I mean, no, I, did, I did maybe once or twice. But yeah, it's, it's not easy. This could no, went no. I totally mean, it's sideways. You get drunk. That's that's the purpose of it. It's not. Uh, yeah. You don't win. You you don't win beer pong. You just you just you win or you last. drink. Win or the other win Kavanaugh or learn. Quote. Yes, yeah, I know. Next was our contract signing between Becky Lynch and Lita. Uh, Becky comes out. She's looking all despondent. She hasn't slept all week. She tells Lita not to do this. My teenage idol assaulted me last week, but I can let it slide if you just walk away. And you've had a great career, Lita. Leave with your legacy intact. Neither of us want this fight. The only people are these demented fans that want us to fight. Lita says, I don't have just one match left. I have a run left in me. And I didn't come here to walk away. Becky says, you're pushing me too far. I know all of your weaknesses. I will go after your neck. And people remember Lita with a smile on their face. But once I'm done with you, they're going to remember you with a tear in their eye. And Lita says, I'm going to end your 512-day title reign which would be her total number of days holding this title, not mm-hmm. an uninterrupted one. Okay, wait a second. So this is across multiple title reigns. It adds up to 512. Are we including from the time she won the last one and then uh, gave it up to Asuka? Are we, are we counting the we're, entire We're pregnancy? counting all of them. Wait. Are She's we, only had this title since uh, August. Yeah. But no, are, are we counting the pregnancy as an un, part of the uninterrupted No, they, they don't count that. It's all of her, like, when she was active, holding the title. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. If there's some uh, legitimacy to it, she she's never been pinned for the belt. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's across multiple title reigns. But anyway, so Becky just tosses the contract at her and uh, storms out. Um, this didn't seem to have the... Uh, the deep animosity of the last angle Becky was involved with where an object was thrown at the other in the ring. No, this one um, <laughs> felt a bit more cooperative. But I was really hoping that they were going to air that that feature that they threw up today on... They, they, sh- they put up this short feature of Lita training, and it was more along the lines of what they used to do for those like uh, Chronicles um, or Day Of uh, specials. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that would have been a great thing to air on Raw tonight, but they they went with this. This segment was actually fine. It was, was one of the uh, the better segments on the show tonight, but um, they yeah. did do a nice little feature of her training for the match. I, I think Lita's been sounding better than I I've remembered her sounding. You know, in in these sort of uh, big promo segments, um, she she feels like somebody who has been watching some somebody who's still pretty sharp, if not maybe even a bit better than when she was during her actual run before so she sounds fine becky in fact i felt was maybe a little overacting and a little hokey here but it's it's okay like you know she's the star and you have the legend coming in they successfully managed to pull off i think this story um leading up to the match on saturday then we had the gauntlet match where the winner will enter the chamber last uh of the women so this is pretty much the rhea ripley show where ripley went through Everyone here up until the end. Uh, first up, it was her and Nikki Ash, your favorite pairing way. And hmm. Ripley cut a promo. The Elimination Chamber match is full of brutality, just the way I like it. I'm back on track. I'm focused and ready to rip through any woman that stands in my way of becoming Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania. I mean, I'm guessing these writers just like look at the list here and they just think, okay, what are the buzzwords we have to hit for every single one? <laughs> 
Rip, R- Rhea Ripley. Okay, we got to throw a rip, rip in there. Brutality. Brutality. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Nikki did a promo about showing everyone what it's like to be a hero when she enters the ring and unmasking people like Rhea Ripley for who they are. So uh, they, had, they had a nice match here. It was it was four minutes. I mean, it, the gauntlet was long, but all the matches were pretty short except for the last one. Um, anyway, Nikki got... They, they, they had a rough ending here where Nikki went for a crossbody and Ripley caught her. And then it seemed that like Nikki was going to go for like some DDT counter or... I don't know what it was happening, but it ended with Ripley just dropping her onto the mat and then had to pick her up again to hit the Riptide in 412 as Ripley moves on. Then uh, Liv Morgan was was next after that. Uh, they also went uh, about four minutes here. Uh, Liv cut a promo stating that she is the only one of these women who has been in an elimination chamber and the other women are going to have to destroy her to eliminate her. And I will survive because I always do. Well, always except for this time because uh, she fell to the, a super kick and a rip tot in four minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, so Liv Morgan uh, not going to enter in last at the chamber. She might still survive the chamber, but she did not survive the gauntlet. Yeah. Dewdrop was out next. Um, they were trading power spots here, uh, short arm clotheslines. Uh, Riptide gets stopped with elbows from Dewdrop, but then Dewdrop comes off the rope, gets hit with a head kick, and then Ripley lifts her and hits the Riptide in 453 and moves on to face Bianca Belair. And this was the one that got uh, multiple segments. Um, they were on the floor. Belair went into the steps. There was uh, counters to the Riptide and KOD. Ripley and Belair are then trading these hard slaps in the corner, and Ripley gets tossed off of the top turnbuckle, uh, gets her knees up on a handspring moonsault, and then Ripley climbs up, hits a missile drop kick for a two count, applies the inverted cloverleaf. Belair rolls out, spinebuster, KOD, and Belair pins Rhea Ripley, and it will be Bianca Belair entering the chamber last. Mm. I thought Ripley and Belair had a very good match. You know, for the amount of time there. And I actually felt like Ripley looked good with pretty much everybody, um, including Liv Morgan, including Dewdrop. Um, this was a, they were giving her the Kofi Kingston Iron Man run, the Seth Rollins Iron Man run, the Sasha Banks Iron Man run in an effort to try to, you know, put some spotlight on her for the first time in what feels like months um where she's been stuck in this tag team division or this feud with, with nikki ash so it was positive for her i thought it was kind of interesting that you know it was bel-air in this position to end it because she is supposedly your biggest baby face in this match and you're you're having her cut off you know this other person you're trying to build as a on, on this big baby face 40 minute plus run so but in other case i, I do think it's it's to elevate, you know, another potential contender in this match because it was it was a match that really needed it. There were, weren't really a lot of names prior to tonight other than Bianca Belair that you could see, you know, coming out of this one, the victor. So at least they they put something behind Rhea Ripley in this one. Yeah, because um, this aired before the Alexa announcement. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that they were just going to reveal the the sixth person here who comes out and beat someone who had uh, j- just gone through all of this. But they they left it there. So. Alexa, if she had cured herself like an hour earlier, uh, could have stuck in here and maybe got the advantage on Saturday. I mean, the stuffing takes time. Stuffing that stuff into the doll. Yeah. Who, who's he your broke- front runner right now? I mean, I think for most people it would be Bel Air, but... Um... Be- Bel Air makes the most sense. Um, she feels like um, 
there's not been a whole lot of focus on her for uh, for a while. Um, so, it's you know, a hopefully this, this with- match, like, you haven't really been able to do anything, and then you really start the build uh, coming out of the show on Saturday. So, yeah, you, you are putting her in last. Um, but, yeah, I, I do I do see Belair winning this unless they have – unless they just don't feel that – Becky and Belair um, is compelling enough that you want to make it like a multi-person match or something like that. And you come up with a way to add others into it. Well, I, I certainly feel like Alexa's probably going to have some sort of spot um, in the at Mania. So the question is, like, will it be a part of a title match or will it be completely separate? Will it be a tag team match? Because those belts are still lingering around, um, probably, you know, in the corner somewhere stacked on top of jackets at the Broga party. We'll get Alexa and uh, Nikki back together in this match. Okay, yes. Right. But the one's a steel, one's a baby face. Well, yeah, they've gone through many identity changes since they were friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what versions of themselves might recognize the other. Uh, the Broga party continued. Riddle was playing a guitar when Alpha Academy jumped them and said, party's over, bro. And that was the Broga party. Yeah, it was really it. Yeah. I, not much of a, not much of a climax, I suppose. Um, no, it seemed like a lot of work to get all these togas for everybody and to sit around, and mm-hmm. that was our that was our out. Party's yeah. over, bro. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then we go back to date night with Dana and Reggie. R Truth shows up as a waiter, and anyway, Reggie and Dana run away from them. They they hide in the restaurant, and then she kisses Reggie on the cheek and says, "My best friend saved me," and Reggie says that I think we should take this friendship to the next level. Uh, Dana only wants to be friends with Reggie. So Reggie accepts friendship, shakes her hand, and then rolls her up and pins her. While the others are laughing here, Dana's left not just uh, in shock that she has been pinned by her best friend, but she was also left with the bill. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So... So Someone we, put together this segment and it's had some terrible Valentine's days in their in their past. Well, I mean, this whole Reggie Dana story seems to be like some sort of weird enactment of a fantasy of, about a guy getting his revenge on a girl for putting him in the friend zone. Yeah, this felt like Vengeance Day. Yes. <laughs> so um, that was it. Our new 24-7 champion is Reggie. Back to the status quo. I mean, you know, Dana, Dana and Tamina might stick around. Yeah, I can see them following the, up on this for months to come. Sure. Alpha Academy against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Gable came out to cut a promo and said the people of Indianapolis are likely on some type of probation. And he went on about cheaters, despises them, RK Bro are the worst, and he blames Kevin Patrick's accent for them losing the spelling bee last week and the fans for feeding RK Bro answers but not helping them. And then he turns his attention to Dominic calling his father a con man and they replayed Ray tripping Miz to help Dominic last week. And then the Miz and Maurice come out for commentary. And this, all of this is a backdrop because uh, they're promoting a movie that comes out this Friday called Dog. That they did this trailer for the movie spliced with clips from Ray and Dominic 
talking about each other that had nothing to do with this movie, but we just went from <laughs> clips to the two of them talking about their father-son relationship. Like, there was there was not even a semblance of a thread between these two things to promote this movie. I thought it was something about, like, you know, like the dog being Channing Tatum's best friend, just like how um, Dominic is, is his dad's best friend. That work? No? Oh, I, okay. Which one's the dog? I wouldn't want that comparison. <laughs> the smaller one? Sure. <laughs> uh, this match was this match was uh, pretty good. They had the heat on Ray here. Uh, Otis got sent to the floor and was hit with a baseball slide drop kick. Ray hit a sunset bomb to Gable on the floor. We come back. Uh, Gable gets hold of a, a Ray into a bridge. It looked really great uh, for a two count. Wheelbarrow into a bulldog. Otis is in for the save. The Mysterio send Otis into the corner. Double 619. And then Miz gets knocked off the apron and hit with a seated senton. But Gable reverses the high cross, pulling on Dominic's tights for the victory as Alpha Academy win. And then Miz hits Ray with a skull-crushing finale after a distraction from Maurice. And we have got Ray Mysterio taking on Miz added to Saturday's event in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, booking, I thought, was pretty, you know, pretty uh, uh, logical here. It continues Alpha Academy's run towards the tag challenge. Not only did they throw out the Broga party here, they uh, beat Ray Mysterio and Dominic and... Uh, we uh, had a, a, a bit more justification for Miz versus Ray, so positives all around. Yeah, it's like they're building up the champions here. Yes, are they the champions? Man, they are the I'm champions. So confused, dude. Yes. Okay. Wow. All right. So uh, we, they are building up to the match with RK Bro, but they're not beating the champions uh, like drums each week. It's uh, it's a rather novel concept here. They. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yes, they are. And then the main event, Randy Orton against Seth Rollins. Uh, it was like a two-segment match. After Rollins was dropped on the desk, he came back, landed a flying knee off the apron, hit a suicide dive. Uh, Rollins then followed with a sling blade and goes for the stomp, which is countered with a power slam. Rollins avoided the draping DDT and then tries another stomp. Pedigree is blocked. And then finally, a draping DDT is hit to Rollins, followed by the RKO when all of a sudden Alpha Academy come out and Randy just can't muster up enough energy to pin Rand, uh, Rollins while he's down. He's got to focus on Alpha Academy. Riddle runs down to attack Gable and Orton comes to his aid on the ramp, but he's got to run back to break the count. And as he slides into the ring, Rollins hits the stomp and it's the longest delay before Rollins finally turns him over and goes for the pin. I thought for sure Orton was kicking out of this, but no. One, two, three, and Seth pins Randy Orton in about 15 minutes, and they went off the air pushing Seth Rollins as the favorite going into the Elimination Chamber because momentum. Momentum, yeah. I mean, uh, this is a really good TV main event. I thought, you know, these two have great chemistry together. This was a WrestleMania rematch, and I feel like that chemistry might have even gotten better since the WrestleMania match years ago. I mean, the booking I thought was totally fine. I'm, number one, happy in the fact that we at least even got a finish because I thought for sure, okay, once Alpha Academy came out, um, can't afford to have anybody lose. So especially if it's Randy Orton, so we're going to throw this one out. But they actually, you know, gave us a finish. And again, puts a bit more heat on Alpha Academy. It gives something to Rollins, to, who's another competitor that that I think needs it heading into the chamber. So 
it was it was I think fine. I thought the last two matches on the show were uh, were very enjoyable. The the Mysterios against Alpha Academy and then Orton against Seth Rollins. I thought those mm-hmm. were uh, very enjoyable matches. And, and I thought the women's gauntlet was actually pretty productive. You know, all things considered, for Rhea Ripley. Yeah, like I didn't have too many complaints about it. It was just that second hour. Man, I just I felt it so badly in that that second hour. I was like really out of it watching this mm. show at this point. And and I don't typically get that that drag anymore during Raw, but that commercial free hour it just did a number on. It was me. like an extra like what fifteen minutes of content, something like that. Um, uh, you're looking at probably like like it's sixteen about 15 minutes. minutes of commercial. Yeah, but man, there's a psychological thing to just having those breaks to mm-hmm. fast forward through. I mean, it just moves. Uh, so uh, as we got some time here, here is the lineup, the updated lineup for Elimination Chamber. In the men's chamber match for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Yes, yeah, Um I think Lashley. I, I think Lesnar wins this. I think I think that Lesnar is going to win the championship, and I think we're doing title versus title. I think that probably would be the safe bet. You know, um, any other contenders possibly leaving? I mean, I, it, to me, it would I think it's be... Lesnar or Lashley. I, yeah. I don't see anyone else coming out with us. Same, yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch against Lita for the Raw Women's Title. I, I think I think a given that that Becky retains here. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see where they place this. They are making such a big. Like their big promotional aspect for this show is how WWE is influencing the world. That I could see them. Could, could you see this going on last? Could I see it going on last? Possible, but I don't think so. Something tells me maybe. I mean, if Reigns is gold, Reigns Goldberg is is short. I I kind of see Reigns and Gold, Goldberg main eventing because I think you Lita's. Lita is at least questionable to me whether or not she'd be able to pull off, you know, what's expected of her in a satisfying main event. Um, we haven't seen her in, in that sort of match in quite some time. So I don't know if I really trust this to, to main event. If anything, I would probably, you know, put the women's elimination chamber if, if you want to make that sort of statement last. Um, the Usos against the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown tag titles. Sure. Uh, Roman Reigns and Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Um, probably, as I said uh, the other night, I, I think this one probably goes in the neighborhood of seven to eight minutes. Do you, th- do you see it going longer? It's interesting because like the Roman style has been to like drag these matches out with a lot of like in-ring talking and, you know, uh, posturing. Whereas the Goldberg philosophy has always been shorter, the shorter, the better. So I... I don't know. Actually, it's it's sort of an interesting dynamic that they've got going on. I imagine Th- this, be- this could be like the Reigns Goldberg one. Th- throwing that out if it's shorter, like this this could be a lengthy show when you look at it. Like even oh, yeah. even Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. That on its own, you would think like this should be really quick. If you're doing a false count anywhere gimmick, it's kind of got to go at least like like at least ten to twelve minutes. I would oh, think. Oh, just to walk somewhere else. I feel like you know well, you got to go all over the place and you got to get the weapons involved. Like there, yeah. there could be some long matches on this show well, potentially. They're, they're paying a lot of money for this match or I for the so. show. I mean, you know, they got to get their people, their, their the government, their money's worth. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I mean, we the, the result I don't think is in question for any of these. I mean, I think Roman retains. Uh. Obviously, Drew McIntyre does something. You know what? Maybe Matt. 
I could see them maybe even giving Madcap Moss the victory just to kind of put extra heat on that for Drew to want to beat Corbin. Oh, but probably not. Probably not. They, you know, Drew coming back, they probably want a strong win for him. This is such a dead end feud for yeah. for Drew. It's just um, on on the Goldberg front. Mm. Would you would you be extending the, this contract with him? Because yeah, the understanding is this is the last one on his deal unless mm-hmm. he's quietly signed something new. But w- would you would you be extending it knowing that it's Goldberg's not sticking around for uh, a cheap amount either? Like, can I, you continue with this formula? Is it successful enough? I mean, I would have told you that the 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 time to end this formula would have been years ago. But clearly, that you know, no matter how many times they they no matter how many shitty performances this man has, no matter how many times he concusses himself by knocking his head into the locker room in the back prior to these matches, the next time you you take you take a few months off of the Goldberg uh, machine, you bring him back. And you remind everybody this guy went on an undefeated streak in WCW and he beat such and such and all this stuff. And, and I think the audiences are right back to it. You know, there, there, there's always going to be a, a sort of a dream match feeling it, it, with the with, you know, as long as we don't do it too much. And, and for Goldberg's benefit, they haven't done it too much. So for these sort of Saudi shows, he feels like a mainstay at this point for WrestleMania. He's always somebody I think you can call to maybe add a bit of a i don't know mainstream appeal to to a, to a show and and most importantly i'm sure they don't want the competition to get their hands on goldberg so i do see them resigning him I, I think these saudi shows make it like that he he becomes more of a priority to to keep him it's mm-hmm. like it's 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 an attraction for these shows and what are we replacing a goldberg with if we if we don't bring him back, it's not like we have a whole long list of guys of this of this level of star of star power that we can put in that that means a whole lot. So uh, for that reason, you know, at two matches a year, um, I, I would lean towards them continuing this. Uh, yeah, McIntyre and Moss falls count anywhere. Uh, women's chamber match: Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Alexa Bliss. Um, I think everyone's assuming Bianca Belair, which uh, sometimes it's a it's a danger to assume. Too obvious. But, yeah, <laughs> we got to do something else. Do drop. Uh, Ronda Rousey well, and Naomi. I mean, I, listen, we kid, but you know Alexa Bliss is obviously somebody who just entered, and would they want to start her runoff with a loss? I mean, I mean, of course they can also pair her off with whoever else is in this match for her next feud. Um, but I mean, the long-term story is Bianca Belair versus is, is Becky Lily, Lynch. Is Lily going to get uh, harmed in this match by well, one of Lily these get women? Harmed? Okay. Will she get destroyed? You mean because they made it clear Alexa's got to have Lily with her at yeah. all times. So in theory, she should be in the pod with her. I think she will be. Yeah, I don't think Lily gets harmed. You know, I don't think Lily gets destroyed. I think Lily gets a good run. You know. They brought her back for a reason to probably sell a few more of those dolls and to give her a, I don't know, interesting dynamic for her gimmick. So probably going to see more Lily than less this year. Ronda Rousey and Naomi against Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Um, This will be a very interesting match to watch and probably Mm -hmm. one that they are going to have to be uh, very careful in how they uh, put this out together. Uh, Watching that, that, that table spot from the contract signing that's going to air this Friday. Yeah, um, rough. Jesus. How are they going to clean that up? How how lucky are they that that was a tape show? Very and lucky. That was not on the live, uh, the one week that they're not live. It looked so brutal. And man. Yeah. Um, so for people yeah, who aren't aware. We're going to see a lot in this. This is going to be the most, like the rumble required like two minutes of Ronda. Uh, it's been very limited since she's come back. This, um, you're, you're going to have to put her in for, 
conceivably longer than two minutes. Maybe not a ton of time, but more than two minutes. Probably, yeah. I mean, she's flying all the way there, and this is, a, again, it's a big show that they want to make the people paying for very happy, so we're probably going to see a bit more Ronda-Charlotte interaction. Some Ronda's, Ronda's going to, like, the finish is going to be Ronda armbarring Sonya, I, I'm willing mm-hmm. to bet. So uh, we'll see what she has. And Rey Mysterio against The Miz, which will be, uh, probably will be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. So, on paper, this... Uh, does this look like a like a fifty million dollar show to you? No, no, I don't not think anything quite. looks like fifty million dollars. I mean, whatever. It's a uh, but but I, I I mean you know it's a uh, they 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 put effort into into the card. They're they're not just really dogging it. Like they're they're putting a lot of star power in it. You have Brock, you have Goldberg, you have Ronda Rousey. That's um, a loaded up show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. That will be on Saturday and. Uh, and we will be discussing more so the uh, th- this entire uh, deal uh, with, with mm-hmm. WWE and Saudi Arabia, the many, many issues that it, it brings about on Thursday. So uh, I, I imagine people listening to this uh, don't want to hear anything about that. Well, then don't tune in on Thursday. Uh, but the show is happening on Saturday. Uh, Thursday show will not so much be talking about uh, the card or any of the wrestling on it, but uh, some of the, the larger uh, aspects to it as well. But that will uh, close Rewind to Raw. So thanks to everybody uh, for tuning in and uh, listening live in the Zoom room. We are live here after every Raw, every Dynamite, every SmackDown. And Tuesday night, we will be dropping the February edition of the Ask Away Mailbag Show, post-daily news shows each weekday at 1 Eastern. And then Wednesday night, we will be live right after Dynamite from Nashville is where they are this week. Also, Vengeance Day. NXT tomorrow and our friends at Up Next will be covering all of that on their feed. So search for Up Next podcast. And if this is one of your times of the month where you might catch NXT 2.0, uh, listen to the show afterwards or stream it live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Up Next podcast. Yes. And I mean, for for Davey, it will be the next day. So it'll be day after Vengeance Day. Oh, OK. Up. So, so it'll truly be up next. The day next. The anyway. Yeah. Yes. That's it for us, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we will speak with you on Tuesday.